0: This is Terrio Media. Hello, I'm Matt Terrio of the Epic Real Estate Investing Show and welcome to another episode of Thought Leader Thursday. So today I'm joined by a very successful entrepreneur who in his early 20s was at the top of his game in the business world and lecturing around the globe. But despite his success, something was missing and his multimillionaire, this multimillionaire went on a rapid downward spiral that ended in bankruptcy. It was only then that he'd realized in order to revive and thrive, he needed to blend spirituality with business. So he started to meld his newfound life and business outlook as CEO to sports super agent Lee Steinberg, played by Tom Cruise. And Jerry Maguire. And the result of his transformation is the remarkably successful venture Sports One Marketing that he began with Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Mr. Warren Moon. So please help me welcome to the show Mr. David Meltzer. David, welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing.
1: Hey, man, it's great to be here. What a pleasure. I can't wait to get into this. That's great. Yeah.
0: And one thing I'm really interested in that I didn't know about you beforehand, but if you could take us back a a little bit, because I like you found success early in life that ended abruptly in a bankruptcy reboot. So what did you do to earn your millions and how did you lose
1: it? Well, first, you know, I think what I did to to earn my millions is create an unconscious competency about making money. And that's that's a really interesting thing that people don't think about that from the time I was a tiny little kid with a single mom and, and six, you know, siblings, I wanted to be rich. And so I started programming myself that you know, in order to be happy, I had to be rich. I wanted to buy my mom a house and a car. I I didn't want to be rich for myself. I wasn't a greedy person. I've always been philanthropic, abundant. I've always wanted to use my money to help people, but I definitely programmed myself from a young age, just like someone would be to be a great golfer to be rich. And so I went through this uh, journey of number one, wanting to be a professional athlete, got a college scholarship to play football, got ran over by Christian Okoye, said, Hey, I'm not going to make the NFL. So I went to, I went to, wanted to be a doctor, visited my brother doing his residency. He told me, I used at a hospital. I'm like, I hate hospitals. He told me, dude, be more interested than interesting. What do you mean? You got to be in a hospital to be a doctor. I'm like, I going to be a sports doctor, or a pediatrician. He's like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> so then I decided like every other guy who wants to be rich, might as well be a lawyer. So I went to Tulane law school to be an oil and gas litigator, international litigator. I figure. I'm going to be the richest of the lawyers and uh, do that. And it was interesting because I actually had two job offers from law school, one to be a litigator and the other to, to work in the internet. Go to my mom and ask her, hey, should I you know, litigate or take this job in the internet selling legal research online? My mom, without blinking, who's my hero, said, definitely be a lawyer. This internet thing is going to be a fad. <laughs> Which I'm going to give it's this a fad. Yes. I'm to give this piece of advice because, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you face this. But I made the mistake at a young age, just because people loved me or cared about me, I thought they were giving me good advice, but they don't know anything about what I was doing, and I would take the advice from people who were looking out for me, but they didn't know anything what they were talking about. So, I took the internet job. Eight months later bought my mom a house in a car. We sold West publishing. Uh, you know, I was one of the youngest executives for $3.4 billion in 1995. Uh, and that set my career off on a uh, a different trajectory with the internet boom happening in the late nineties. I ended up being CEO of Samsung's first phone division. Um, and so, uh, you know, from there it really uh, took off and, um, that's where i kind of got in trouble when i started making real money became a multi-millionaire surrounded myself with the wrong people and the wrong ideas wrong people wrong ideas and (laughs)
0: wrong actions i can imagine as well right they go right along with it (laughs) (laughs) so so looking back what what is what is saying if there was one lesson that you took away from that experience that rise and fall how have you applied that or what is that lesson how have you applied that to your life
1: since then Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was taking stock in who I am, my own frequency, which I built my success on gratitude, empathy, which is forgiveness, accountability, and effective communication. And when I lost those four characteristics, those four values, you know, it wouldn't matter how much money I had, I would have lost it all and would not have been able to, um, been successful with or without it, and you know, it really gave me that motivation, that unconscious competency that I was talking about to know, and I'm sure you felt this way in the challenges in your life. I had no fear about making money back. I just wanted to learn how to maximize the opportunities that I was given in the past the second time around. Mm -hmm.
0: Let's get practical for a second if we can. For someone that's finding themselves at a low point in life right now that might be finding themselves where it's time to do over. What are the three things that you'd recommend that they start to do to climb out of their hole, so to speak?
1: Yeah, so I think the three things is deal with the conscious. Number one, understand the subconscious, number two, and the unconscious, number three. Meaning that focus in on what you think, say, and do. And so really do some introspective evaluation of, okay, am I thinking, saying, and doing the right things consistently every day, persistently without quit, to the enjoyment of the pursuit of my potential? Then after that, look to a larger scale belief system. So I would suggest looking at, am I believing the right things? It's one thing to think, say, and do the right things, but am I believing the right things? And subconsciously, am I programmed for whatever manifestation or success that I'm looking for. And then finally, what I really try to do as a third uh, piece of advice is become aware of the patterns in your life. This is, I think, the biggest shift that most people don't understand is I see people, I do a lot of business coaching, I see people think, say, and do all the right things. They even believe the right things, but they keep attracting, since they were little, the exact same things in their life. They can't break through. They have the same relationships. They have the same objections, the same shortages, voids, all the same things. And if they're not aware of the patterns that they keep attracting, they can't shift their unconscious competency. They can't shift the energy, the DNA, your individual fingerprint in life. And when you can do those three things, start controlling the positive inputs that you have. You know, not focusing on negative things, not creating void shortages and obstacles, not focusing on things you don't have because you'll get more of those. But if you focus initially on your actions, thinking, saying, and doing the right things, then your beliefs, then seeing the patterns, you can actually shift everything. So you don't even have to think about it. That pretty soon you'll just be attracting. And I know you've been there, Matt where everything just goes your way, that's the way I live my life now, is that I live in the favor of the universe because I am in control of my conscious life, my subconscious beliefs, and my unconscious competency. It's nice. I think that's the best answer I've ever had to that question.
0: That's great. So, and I don't think you need to be find yourself at a low point to even a, to apply that, right? So right, exactly. Being conscious of what you think, say or do, make sure that you believe it, and then look for those patterns. If you don't address those patterns, you really have this almost certain future that you're going to live into because you're going to repeat them until you become conscious Mm of them. Yeah, I love that. So what's your primary focus today and what does that business look like?
1: It's really interesting because I've completely shifted the paradigm of value. My primary focus today is on giving. And it takes a lot of faith to create and work really hard to provide value. So from the minute I wake up, I pray for 10 people that I can help, and then I try to provide as much value as I can. That doesn't mean I don't work. I, you know, I'm up at 4 a.m., I go to bed at 11, or try to stay awake till 11. I should say I don't go to bed at 11. I try to stay awake till 11. Uh, but I have shifted this paradigm of extraordinary trust in the universe where everyone I meet, including you, I'm of service. I'm trying to provide as much value as I can. And then what I believe is by providing value, I create a void. Avoid not for me to fill by making promises and expectations, but avoid for the universe to fill. And then the second practice that I have is I actually ask big. So the harder part isn't doing and being of service and helping people. The harder part for most people is to feel the worthiness of receiving and to ask big. So as I create the voids in my life for giving, I now ask big. So my primary focus is to create a big as a void in my vessel and then ask big for the right things. And it just ends up being a great cycle of life that I'm living in right now. And I'm trying to convince as many other people to live of service, but in a pragmatic way, my motto is make a lot of money first then help a lot of people, then have a lot of fun. Meaning you can't get what you don't have. You know, I could walk the streets of Calcutta giving away my life service, you know, like Mother Teresa, but that's not for me. I've been given a gift. I want to create abundance and share it with as many people as I can to change their lives.
0: Got it. Interesting. So it's give, 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 provide as much value as you can. You create this void. And then when you say you ask big, are you asking big of, people that you've given to, or is this asking big of a higher power? And how does that work?
1: I ask and attract in person, on the phone, via email, and via the social me- via media. So I ask people, I ask the universe, I just ask big. And, you know, but you can't do it unless you've given, unless you've emptied your vessel. And it's a really interesting thing because people think about faith in a religious sense. I think about faith in a mathematic sense, almost in a a money sense. You know, (laughs) I I truly believe like even energetically, I dream every morning when I dream and pray for 10 people that I can help. I then go right to this dream that my room's filled with $100 bills. And I want to feel what it's like to give $100 to everyone I meet and ask for 20 back. Like I want to exponentially give more value than I'm asking for, and but I want to carry that energy. So when I'm talking about what I want to do with my life and my businesses and my speaking, I want people to feel that energy that, wow, he's overwhelming me with value. I'm easily, I can't see any reason why I wouldn't want to give this to him.
0: Right, right. So is there somewhere you're, you're trying to go or are you
1: just kind of open to wherever this type of being takes you? That's a great question. So I, I believe in having focus of places I want to go. And I usually have three priorities at one time until I get there, but I don't attach my happiness to those outcomes. So, you know, in the past, I would say, I want to make a million dollars and I won't be happy. You know, I'll be happy when I make a million dollars, or I'll be happy when I buy my beach house, or I'll be happy when I get married. Mm-hmm. I still have those kind of goals, right? I, I still put things out there. Like for my my big goal right now is I'm 50 years old. and I'm raising over a million dollars for a community center in Kenya for all the 10,000 people we've impacted over the last 10 years from the Unstoppable Foundation. My second big goal is that my goal, I'm 50, when I'm 60 years old, or before I'm 60, I I hate limiting my time. Before I'm 60 years old, I want every employee of mine to be a millionaire you know, this is my journey. This is where I'm going. And I know in order to do that, you know, I actually have to have what I believe a reverse tiding. I want to make enough money where I keep 10% for myself and give 90% away to empower others. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, I get people that give 10% of what they make, but I don't think they're asking big enough, right? When I say ask big, reverse tiding is asking the universe big. I want to make enough for My kids, I have three teenage daughters, I have an eight-year-old son, I have a beautiful wife, you know, I got expenses, so I got to make enough to. for, I'll keep 10% and give 90% to everyone else. Right.
0: What's, uh, what's something really big that you've asked for recently?
1: You know, for me, I think the the big ask is that the one I just said, um, which is a big one for uh, every employer of mine to be a millionaire by the time I'm 60, uh, I think you know, from the lowest employee up, that would be a great abundance. Um, there is a, per- a personal one also that that I have, which is I, I really believe on social media that I can impact millions of people to empower others, to empower others to be happy. So one of my primary asks is that um, the universe gives me the capability to reach millions of people and empower them, not just to be happy themselves but to empower other people to be happy. I think that if we can create a collective belief of happiness, more positive energy, that a lot of the different destructive diseases, disasters that we have will be alleviated by a positive energy, a collective belief. And to me, that's a pretty big ask. It takes a lot of faith. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, if it means anything, I I think you're on the right track. I think it's working. I follow you on on social media. I'm a big fan. And I'd recommend everybody else to follow you as well because you, you're really insightful. And um, it's not the common advice, right? It's like you, you can tell you've got a lot of experience and you're just not regurgitating something you've got out of a book. And I, you're very refreshing. I enjoy following you. But um, that said, I know you, you do a lot of speaking and I know you share the stage with uh, a lot of big names and people and really smart people, bright people. Um, is there, what's one piece of, say advice you commonly hear out there that you're like, Ooh, you kind of cringe, like, Oh, don't say that or don't follow that. I hope I would say that differently. Is there something out there like that?
1: Oh, dude, that's a great question. Everybody asks for the consistency, not, not the one that makes me cringe. You know, <laughs> it's, usually, it's, it's usually, and this is including my, one of my mentors, right? Gary V who I'm blessed to be so close to, and we're doing a lot of things together. But, you know, he mentors me, but he has the most common thing that makes me cringe, which is it's a scarce energy of competitiveness, right? It's, it's like keeping score. It's like giving to get, you know, a trade. There's this scarce energy. And what I learned from being around the world, especially down in Africa, is I'm just amazed how many places I go where it seems like they don't have enough, where, where they're living in a world of not enough but they have an energy of more than enough. I'll give you a great quick story. I was in Africa, Mama Jane. She's the first woman in her 300 woman group to have a, a TV. And one of my guys asked, oh, don't the other mamas get jealous of you? And I loved her answer because she said, no, they all come to my house and ask me how I did it. And I, they're not jealous at all. They want to know how to do it. Teach me how to do it. I want one. Which. And so my guy said, Oh well in America people would be so jealous. In fact someone might come and steal it, you know? And she said, Here's a woman that has a, 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 a literally a dirt floor and no ceiling, right? But T V and and literally says, I feel so sorry for your country. Meaning so many people have have more than enough and live in a world of either just enough or not enough. And so many people live with not enough and live in a world of more than enough. And I see what makes me cringe is people who have more than enough and yet they live in a a world of not enough or just enough. They always want more. They just can't be present and abundant. And I want more for others. Right? I, I want more happiness for others, but I believe that I live in a world of more than enough and I want to encourage others to live in the same world. I like it. It's awesome.
0: So um, last time you were here, David, you, you uh, left me a copy of your book. <laughs> I like it right in front. Connected to Goodness, and I've, I've started it. And uh, wh- who did you write this for? Who's the ideal person that should read this book?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, somebody that's looking for... I get choked up just thinking about it. Somebody that's looking for a combination, like a think and grow rich, a pragmatic way to, to, to live an inspired life, like a step-by-step, just, you know, here's seven principles and four key elements, to pragmatic advice that is derived from and transcoded from highly complex spiritual beliefs into this pragmatic hey look you want to live a happy life you want to manifest everything you desire in life then just follow these pragmatic simple steps with you know eighth grade writing that tells you exactly look you know this is how you build a habit this is the strategy you use this is how you manifest something in a very pragmatic way Based off of what I learned from Napoleon Hill and Wayne Dyer and all these great authors of time that sometimes to me got a little bit complex and confusing, I just wanted a step-by-step procedure of how I was able to manifest everything that I desired and live such a happy, fulfilled, purposeful life. I wanted to create an outline and some great, easy, fun stories with famous people and other things that people could follow.
0: I love it. I love your pragmatic approach. I love the, the math behind your faith. I think that's just, <laughs> let's get practical. You know, give me tell me what to do. So many people, are. Just, I love tactics and, and that's what you, where you're really rich. Um, as you can imagine, I've got a wide array of people that listen to this show. And I know that you, no doubt in my mind, you've touched and inspired somebody. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that?
1: You know, if they use Instagram, it's at David Meltzer. But the second best way is just Google. I'm blessed to have such a good following that if you Google my name, David Meltzer, there's a variety, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, my websites, everything's there. So those are the two best ways to reach me. Super.
0: So it's been a pleasure, David. I know you're a busy guy. One thing I did is I went out and I bought a bunch of your books. And I want to give them to the audience. So this one, it has... Amazon sent me one with an alternative cover. Is it the same book on the inside?
1: Yeah, that was the original self-published one, and the blue one's from a publisher. So, so this oh, one's yeah. worth a lot more. It's a collector's item. <laughs> they, the black cover one's a collector's item. That Amazon says they don't send out. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: there you go. Um, so if you like a copy, if anything that you heard today that's uh, touched and inspired you, you'd like a free copy of David's book, Connected to Goodness. This is the rare version. This is the collector's item version. So the first 10 posts tag David and myself and just create a post, share with us what you liked best about today's interview, and then DM me your address and I'll send you a copy. I'm not even going to charge you for shipping. It's all on me. All righty? So that's how you get that. So David, been an absolute pleasure. Um, Let's stay in touch. Let's
1: do this again. I would love it. And vice versa, I want to have you on my podcast as well, Matt. I'd be honored. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Take care, bud.
0: So that's it for today's episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. I'll see you next week for another episode of Thought Leader Thursday. And uh, God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio,
1: living the dream. Take care.